0: Let's pray. Holy God, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to breathe upon us. We invite you to reorder our lives around Jesus. Help us to see what matters and to live as your people for the sake of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, a series on mission is what we're embarking on. Um, When I was growing up in the 1970s in the Northeast of Scotland, as a teenager, the word mission meant one thing. These speakers, Mission 700, superb. They looked mean. They were brilliant for playing Pink Floyd, Deep Purple. They were just fantastic. Mission 700 is what every teenage boy, aspired to. Saved up my tatty money, got a decent amplifier and got these speakers, Mission 700s. If you haven't heard about them, you should have. (laughs) For some of you, you maybe um, date me a little bit in the sense of the word mission might take you back to the Apollo missions. Um, You're not nodding, I'm not speaking to the 930 congregation, No, sorry it's a bit unfair. It was more relevant perhaps at the first service but The the, the missions of of, of Apollo, but also up there we've got a little mission statement that, that you will be aware of because that comes more from Star Trek, our mission. And it's amazing how these terms, which are said over and again, we said about our memory verse, when things are said many times to us, when things are sung many times to us, they shape us and influence us and we can remember them. And we've got things like this in our head, these statements from Star Trek. You can hear the voice. Our mission is to go, bold, to boldly go further than man has ever gone before. Um, the word mission. But these days, perhaps the word mission, well it is, it's used more widely in many senses. It's used in business. And I found this quote, which I was fascinated about, the relationship between mission and core values, on a business website, on a a company website, selling stuff, relating its core values to the way it was as a company. But the one underneath, that that logo down there, does anyone know what that logo is about? That mission logo is about. That's disappointing because the 9.30 congregation were straight off there. They knew that that was a sign of a nightclub in Leeds. (laughs) Not just any nightclub, but the leading nightclub in England. But it's interesting, there's a mission nightclub, I think, in Aberdeen, and there are places that call themselves the mission in terms of nightclubs. The word mission is used widely these days. And so perhaps, again, we need to recognise that mission is about important communication. But it's about what I hear, what you hear, as well as what I say. Mission involves the whole world and not just about the individual. And mission needs to be in a language that people can understand. Connects with people's everyday lives. So over the next five weeks, we're going to be looking at five marks of mission that are widely recognised as helpful definitions of God's mission in the world. And so today we're starting with telling telling is what we're doing today. When Jesus had healed a man born blind in John 9:36, the man says, who is he, sir? The man asked, tell me so that I may believe in him. Tell me that I may believe in him. Telling in some ways is number one and always will be number one. We can live, we can have experiences, but we need to articulate our faith. Someone needs to tell those that all this is because of Jesus. That God is with us in Jesus. By Jesus, by the Spirit, God is with us. We need someone to say these things. So telling is certainly number one. Number two, teaching. We have heard about this, Jesus, but what does this mean for our lives? How do I live as a Christian? And how can I avoid being blown off course? So many messages that are given to me. How can I put down roots that mean something? So that's part of mission is teaching. Then also, oh, do you see a pattern happening? Tending, tending in terms of caring for one another. And I came across this prayer that I should really put on the slide. But listen to this. This is fantastic. And it's from Menno Simons who is a man from the 15th century. I even think his name's cool as well. Um, Awaken us, God, to that faith which dies unless it clothes the naked, feeds the hungry, comforts the sorrowing, shelters the destitute, and binds up the broken through Jesus our Lord. Awaken us, O God, to that faith which dies unless it does these things. The church is so often, the danger is of using words that don't relate to how we live our lives. Tending, really caring for people in a costly and wholehearted fashion is what we're about as Christians. It's got to be integral to mission for us as Christians, tending and caring. Anyone want to guess what other T's we've got up there? What do you reckon? Oh, go on. Okay, well, in that case, we've got Treasuring treasuring we've got a justice group and the quakers come along to that and they were using this lovely little phrase that i've picked up and really interested in it was called about being earth keepers in their concern for the planet as god's people they say we need to remember that we are earth keepers it makes me think of keeper zookeeper you know you look after animals you feed them at certain times otherwise they will not be in good health. Otherwise, they might even die. As Christians, we need to be earth keepers. And in terms of mission, God's been telling us about how to care for the earth and the planet from Genesis. We don't have to wait until the New Testament. And so part of mission involves care for the planet and care for the earth. And final T is transforming when you listen to Jesus' sermons and look at what he said, time and again, what came up was the word of the kingdom, preaching about the kingdom of God, a kingdom of justice and of joy. Jesus said this in his first sermon, "...the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." injustice matters in god's eyes it is something that we should should matter to us as christians equally if we are partnering god in this mission mission is to do with the kingdom to do with justice and liberty so five areas that we're looking at over the next 5 weeks about participating in god's mission and playing our part in that mission Are we called to each one of these? Yes and no. Yes because we can't say I like that one but not that one. As Christians all of these are important. We can't say I care for the world but I don't care for my neighbor. We can't say I care about social justice but evangelism I'm not sure about saying anything. We can't say I think sound teaching good teaching is really important and then live in a way that I don't share my things, the good things that God's given me. We need all of these to be participating in God's mission. And I think that each of these, Christ stands at the centre of these and shows us how to live and how to be God's people. They need each other. If you were to look at the five of them, I'm sure some of you would, would be in sympathy with with this statement that was said to William Carey. This was shouted in his face. Young man, sit down. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he will do it without your aid or mine. What do you think about that? Is that fair enough? Not really, is it? What kind of God is that? A God who stands aloof. Yes, it's possible because God is all-powerful. And yet when I read the God of the Bible who has committed himself to the human project from the beginning of creation, God said to Adam, you name the animals. God chose for himself a people called the Hebrews who he said, I want you to be a light to the nations. Jesus didn't come down in a superman suit with great guns and stuff. He chose people to work with him and be his disciples and so it is for us that we are to tell others and be part of God's plan. God has no plan B. That's it. We are God's disciples. We are God's missionaries, if you like. And so let's not allow the great commission of Matthew 28 become the great omission when we say, no, that's somebody else's job. I wonder if you saw the TV program a few weeks ago, Reverse Missionaries. There's three on it. Um, And it was fascinating stroke worrying um, in that someone came from Sri Lanka, someone came from Jamaica and someone came from Malawi. What was worrying was the body language of the Christians and the non-Christians to this person who just went around openly saying, what do you think of Jesus? I love Jesus. There seemed this nervousness in our country and in our culture to be able to say these things. People looked at him kind of, oh, oh, don't know about that. And as Christians, we have allowed that culture to grow up so that we too can feel embarrassed or it's not cool about sharing these things. I'll just keep it to myself. I don't want to offend you. I'm very British. I don't want to offend you. And yet, if this is the most important thing in our lives, why are we not saying anything? Also in Matthew 28... It was the last thing that Jesus said when he said to his disciples, go into all the world baptizing and telling, teaching people everywhere that Jesus, I am the Savior and Lord. It's the last thing. He didn't say, and remember to brush your teeth, and he went off, or have five vegetables a day. He said, no, he said, go into all the world and tell people. That's what's really important. Andrew told Peter, who came and met him, the Samaritan woman told her village, Mary ran and told the disciples, I have seen the Lord. But this is not just about a command. It is a command for us as Christians. But surely it's good news as well. I get excited about some things, and when I do, I want to share them with people. Have I told you about Incendies, the film? It won some awards this, this last year. I probably have, because I think it's such a good film, you should go and see it. I've told you about Spotify, though, haven't I? In terms of, if you like music, contemporary music, it's free. You go and listen to it, fantastic thing. If you go out for a good meal, you're probably going to tell somebody, aren't you? Hey, that's a good restaurant to go to. So why are we reticent to share with people what is most important in our lives? At Easter, we have good news to share. Not just about eating and drinking or about listening to music. But it's about meaning in life. It's about peace. It's about joy. It's about knowing that my sins have been dealt with on the cross by Jesus Christ. And that God opens my eyes to the beauty of creation and the joy of fellowship. This is the good news of the gospel that God's given us to tell. Remember, there's no plan B. It's you and me to get on and do this. God's asked us to do that. Hasn't given us special suits, special weapons, nothing fancy like that. We've got to tell people, invite people, remind people, ask questions, pointing to Jesus Christ through our words and our lives continually. Now, I don't want us to be activists. I'm not saying we need to be frenetic about this because we've got chaotic lives as it is. I think we're time poor. And I think of that of us in Camborne. So much happens that our time poor lives, sometimes I wonder if they're a good reflection on our faith. But we need to reorder our lives, as we sung about earlier, so that Jesus is at the center. One of the things sometimes when you hear talks like this is it makes you feel very, ooh, me. But Jesus said this in Matthew 28 to a group of disciples. And so when we invite people, we want them to come into the community of the church and say, hey, I'm on this journey too. Come, you know, you've got those questions, they're good questions. Let's together explore what it means, the fullness of life. Let's know more about Jesus together. And it's not about preaching a solution, but it's about coming alongside people and having conversations. And who knows, in God's time, seeds are dropped. You might be the one watering. You might be the one harvesting. It might just be an invitation to something. But who are we praying for at the moment to become Christians? Who are we friendly with and want them to know the love of Christ, to be set free, to know hope in their lives? These are some of our core values as a church. We say it begins with the gospel. It's not about us being activists, but it's us responding to what God is already doing because we believe God is a God of love who loves our community and loves our world. And so it begins with the gospel, and we're invited to respond And as a church, we say we are committed to living out and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others. We want in this church to be missional people. We don't just want to come here on a Sunday and to increase our Bible knowledge. We want lives to be changed. We want more people to become Christians. We want signs of the kingdom to be all over Camborne. We want this to be a place where we can be joyful people and free to enjoy the life that God has given us and to worship Jesus Christ. What about you in this talk of mission? What do you get most passionate about? Because yes, we're called to, to all of these things, but there'll be certain things that God's given you a particular interest in, a particular question, a particular passion. What is that? Should I ask you to turn to your neighbor and chat about that? I think I'll leave that for this Sunday, but what I'd invite us to do is to think about how we are being God's people in this place. Because I want to finish with that passage in John where Jesus says, As I have been sent, so I am sending you to do the same works that Jesus has done. That's what we're called to be. And he breathes on them the Holy Spirit. This is not our mission, but it's God's invitation to participate in his love for the world. God loves the world enormously. God has purposes for not just our life, but the life of our neighbors, for people in our village, in our street. God invites us to participate in telling others the good news. What does that mean for you this week, how can we tell others? Invitations, conversation, pointing maybe. One of the cardinals said, uh, was it last week, was saying the idea of wearing a cross. Did you hear that? Well, it was a Scottish cardinal was saying, encouraging Christians, again, be visible about our faith. Because it provokes questions. Let us tell the world that Jesus is alive. Let us share the good news so that it sets people free to be the people that God has made them to be. That's the invitation as we participate in God's mission. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the hope that you give us because the tomb was empty. We thank you for the cross that shows us that you've taken our sins away. We thank you that talk of evil and the devil is nothing compared with the size of your love and your power. We thank you that death is not the end, but you call us to live with you and in you and for you. God, this resurrection season, we do ask you, Holy Spirit, to breathe your new life in us so that we may share it with the world, that we may be good news by the way that we live. Lord, help us. In Jesus' name, amen.